0: to the future but embrace our past. We study. We analyze. We race on Sunday so we can innovate on Monday. We exercise trial and error religiously. stars. One goal, one vision.
1: The gates about to drop on Big MX Radio. Welcome to the Fly Racing Big MX Radio podcast show, brought to you by Justified Cultures Traction MXC Covers and Moto Ice Wrap. I am your host, Brad Gebhart. With us on the line, we have none other than Jesse Nelson. Jesse, how's it going?
3: Going all right. How
1: are you? Hey, I'm not doing too bad whatsoever. It's a beautiful Tuesday evening here in uh, Winnipeg, Manitoba, Canada. You're down in uh, in SoCal, my friend, uh, doing some therapy, driving around, and uh, I'm just taking care of the body. Um, give us a little bit of an update. What have you been up to for the last uh, few months and uh, some progress and, and uh, a little catch-up with here? Um, past couple
3: of months, I've just been uh, kind of adapting to life, I'd say. It's a uh, pretty big change from being able to do whatever you want every day and then having, uh, you know, completely flipped around. You know, can't just wake up in the morning and go for a run. You know, it's uh, it's a bit of a struggle now. I've been uh, doing therapy just about every day, whether it's at uh, this place called Strides that I go to, um, specializing in spinal cord injury or um, just doing stuff at home and and whatever else I can and uh, looking at different options, whether it's stem cell or it's, um, you know electro uh stem or anything like that it's uh there's so many different things and stuff like that so i'm just trying to make the best option and just hammer out with what i can for now and try to you know get better
1: for sure um like as far as uh, some of the research that you've done um obviously uh ever cautiously optimistic as far as uh, the potential of of of, of um basically, mending yourself uh um like what what are some of the things that you're hearing or some of the things that you the like kind of the most promising things that you've come across uh that you've looked into
3: um, i i don't know it, it it's all pretty iffy right now, whether it's stem cell or or you know the uh, the stimulators and things like that but I mean people are seeing uh significant gains from it it's just super expensive and it's um You know, you got to go to Germany or you got to go to Panama or Mexico or you can do, um, stuff like that, but it's, it's not guaranteed and some of it is, uh, it's a little skeptical. But, I mean, for me, if I can get anything back where there's, you know, a little bit of muscle function and things like that, um, I'm all for it. But I think time will tell and it's, uh, it hasn't been that long. I mean, it's been a long time, but for me, it feels like it. But it's for spinal cord injury, it hasn't been very much time at all. But I'm making gains. I'm seeing progress, and nothing significant, super great. But um, you know, it's something. So ch- any change is good in uh, in this thing.
1: Absolutely, uh, you're you're the, an athlete who is at the top of his game, and uh, and, and obviously now being in the situation that you're in, uh, any it's minute change or improvement in your mobility. I, I like it because you're, 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 you're living inside it every single day. Uh, you're, you're going to see those changes. Um, speaking of the, the, the people who are skeptical of different procedures and stuff like that, I feel like, uh, it, it and I, I, I don't, personally know, uh, but I just imagine that you don't fully understand uh, the value of gaining that little bit of, like you said, muscle function, or just having that uh, a little bit more stability uh, when uh, bef- until that's been taken away from you.
3: Yeah, exactly. And then, um, just like along with what I was saying, people are skeptical of, of stem cell, which, you know, put yourself in my position for a week, and you'll be wanting to do anything that's thrown at you, any sort of hope or... Um, uh, anything that can bring something back, which is is huge, so um, I'm all for it, I just need to figure out what my next step is kind of deal.
1: For sure. So um, throughout all of this, uh, the Road to Recovery has been, uh, that program, uh, has been a huge help and uh, kind of by your side. Like, what role do they play with you now? Uh, How soon after the injury were they uh, fully in your corner? And uh, how how much do you interact with them on a daily or a weekly basis?
3: Um, Weekly basis with um, Laurie and, and Anita and Mike from Road to Recovery. And they've, They've been there since the beginning. Ever since I was in the hospital, they're trying to get things going and
0: fundraisers and
3: anything like that to help me stay in therapy and, and keep it funded for now, which that's pretty much takes up all my time and, and all my you know money, too, as well. And that and medical expenses, and they've helped me out with so much, whether it's you know putting together fundraisers to help me get a FES bike, which is a, a, a stimulant bike that hooks up and helps contract your muscles. and. Uh, hopefully get things firing and and, and working again uh, that I get a standing frame uh, where I can stand in it and and I can uh get my blood circulation going better and keep my bone density up so i won 't have any issues uh later on down the road and um they're just they 're there for anything they're amazing and um i can 't thank them enough and everybody that's helped me along the way and donated because it's, every penny of it goes to something useful whether it's uh I got a list put in my van so I can get in and out easy and go places and I'm independent now and, um, whether it's, you know, therapy stuff or every day to go into therapy, it's not cheap and, um, anything medical is, uh, a good 60% overpriced. (laughs)
1: Oh, absolutely. Um, so for those who who may be listening who want to uh, like while they're listening to this uh, immediately help, where can they go and, uh, and, and make a donation or uh, or uh, lend a helping hand to a guy who is uh, trying to to, to to pull things back together in uh, the most expensive way possible
3: I know it's not i mean I'm not just uh, taking it lightly i'm every day i'm doing something i'm grinding away. It's, uh, it's definitely a lot harder than training and right, racing and, and anything like that. It's, it makes it seem like a cakewalk how it was before. So, I mean, it's completely different. But um, if you want to help out in, in any way you can, it, it, I don't care if it's a penny. I mean, anything helps. It, it's, I'm so grateful for it all. And um, you can just go to RoadToRecovery.com and, um, you know, go to my, my page on there. Um, this is Jesse Nelson. And um, do whatever you can. It would greatly appreciated.
1: Absolutely, and we'll share a link to that uh, attached to this podcast. Now, uh, Jesse, uh, there's a few things that I've, I've kind of it's been uh, wondering over the last few months of uh, um – and, and honestly, it's, it's something that I is kind of struggled with while I was down in California because and I, every time I saw you, you seemed rather busy. But uh, at the same time, I, I kind of hesitated to come, come up and talk to you because personally, I didn't know if I'd put my foot in my mouth and say that the wrong thing at the wrong time. I'd never want to do that, uh, dealing with somebody who uh, is, is – basically, dealing with an injury every day, and uh, um, do you find that uh, either fans or even friends of yours are, uh, like, that? They, they, sometimes they just don't know how to handle
3: you? Yeah, I think that happens a lot. I mean, friends, they're kind of dropping by the wayside, pretty much, and I guess uh, they don't really have the label friend, then, you know? I guess that's yeah. just how it is. I've heard it from other people, and i am always like, oh, no, that's not how they'll be, or whatever, and sure enough, I mean, that's how it is, but... People at the races, come up, talk to me. I'm just a just a guy cruising around in a wheelchair. You know, it's not a big deal. And uh, come say hi and say hi and talk a little bit and whatever else. uh, Be great
1: for sure. Now, um like obviously you've been to a number of races uh I imagine mostly the, on the on the west coast. Um going back to Anaheim for the very first time in in January, where were the uh, the emotions at for you uh like taking it all in and uh basically approaching it from uh a, another angle and a, a different um perspective uh you might say.
3: Um, it brought back some memories of being a kid, uh, being a kid when I could go to the races and just kind of just, uh, I don't know, evaluate everything and just kind of see it all at a different angle. And then it kind of sucked too, cruising around in the wheelchair. It's not how I expected it. And, um, it kind of sucks. I don't know. I feel a little stupid sometimes, but I don't know. Watching the races, I kind of, honestly, I was kind of angry. <laughs> like I'm watching, I'm just like, gosh, like I want to be out there so bad and yeah, no, I felt like this was my I mean I felt like last year was my time to win and then this year like oh we'll get it next year this will be it and then have something so stupid happen and it just it's so that's like one of the hardest parts for me is like I I mean I raced and podiums and a couple wins here and there and you know things were going well and I was just progressively getting better just all the time I mean I had great days at the track and then you know some weekends it just wouldn't show I just wouldn't be able to put it together I'd be fighting injuries and I did that pretty much all last year and, um, for it to just go away and not have another shot. That's, that's probably like one of the hardest things of it.
1: Definitely a, a tough pill to swallow. Um, and like you, like you said, you are progressing, you are in the program to, 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 ascent to, uh, to, I guess you're, you, you want to uh, peak, like you want to realize that potential. And I think there's probably nothing more frustrating than, uh, than, an unfinished business. Um, Going to the races and being part of the team that you were uh, as as an athlete, um, do you have any like, like advice for these guys? Or are you more of a kind of a, or a kind of a bystander when you're there? Uh, what what, uh, what how do you interact with the with the teammates? Because uh, uh, for the most part, uh, other than a couple of guys, it, it's a similar team than what you, the the one that you left.
3: Yeah, pretty much. I mean, uh, I like going to going to the races and you know seeing friends and stuff like that. Um, hanging out with my old mechanic and, you know, the guys on the crew, as far as the riders, I, I don't think they really want to hear anything I have to say. Um, but I mean, it's cool to hang out with the team manager and see even the other team managers and the other mechanics and stuff like that. And it's cool. As far as on the team, I just, uh, I mean, I'd like to help out. I just don't really know my place. You know, I just, uh, trying to figure it all out. Um,
1: for sure. Yeah, that, that would definitely take some time. Um, like when you watch, and I mentioned that there, it kind of uh, lights a fire, and you're a little bit angry about uh, like basically uh, being in the position that you're in. Um, do you see the speed that's going on out there, and do you see some of the uh, the racing maneuvers out there? And, and uh, it, it's tough to even if you're not injured, even if you're just on the side of the track, it's tough to be like, hey, I I I might have fit in there. Uh, do you do any of that?
3: Yeah, there's been a couple tracks where I've watched, and I was just like, oh my god, like. It's just completely set up for my style. Like, I was just looking at the track, and I felt like I could race it, just watch it, like, just checking it out before I even saw anybody on it. I was just like, gosh. It's just, uh, it's so defeating, the feeling. I don't know. It sucks. It's um, a tough to swallow. Sometimes just, uh, it gets you bottled up a little bit.
1: I, I, I honestly, uh, I can, I can only sympathize my friend. I, I I can only, I can only imagine, um, especially like it's just in that position. Um, like what, what can, what pulls you away from that? Is there anything that, uh, that you, you're active in now that, uh, that, that deviates your focus and allows you to, uh, um, basically, um, feel a little bit more normal?
3: Honestly, I'd say it's, it's my girlfriend, Emily, um, Okay. She's like the the only thing that really gets me through this. I'd say she's uh, she's been a huge help, and she's been stronger than I am through this whole deal. And I just I'm blown away by everything she does for me, and and all the things that she has to go through too as well. And um, as far as you know, getting my mind away from things and that, I I linked up with Polaris, um, got a razor through them, and I can't thank them enough for helping me out. And hopefully within the next year or so, I'll start doing some races for them and. Uh, I have just been playing with that a little bit, but it's sometimes it's hard to go out and like where I'm just like I'll get up early and I'll do my morning stuff and then um, I'll have a couple hours to kill between therapy time and having to and just like a little time in between therapy and I'm like oh I want to load up the razor, go rip a couple laps and then just have the trailer uh, the van and the trailer on the back and just take it to therapy and then I'll head home and unload it. But I always have to have somebody there to unload it and load it back up, and it's just, fuck, oh, it's so frustrating. It's just, it's, it's just, oh, it eats you up. Or it's just like, gosh, it's so easy. Just throw it on the trailer, unload it, put put a couple straps on it, and go. Like, it just, that's what's so hard. It's always got to have somebody there, and, you know, Emily's got things to do, and
0: so does everybody else.
3: And it's just, you know, it's nice to get, to kind of expand your mind, too, and go out and, you know... See everything and
1: and you know go fast. <laughs> Absolutely, something that you uh, were, were very uh, accustomed to, and, and no doubt will one day do again, whether that be in a razor or uh, or, or, or otherwise. Um, there's there's a number of athletes with uh, with spinal cord injuries that, uh, that that live in Southern California. Uh, have you reached out to a lot of them? Have they reached out to you? Guys like Mike Mike Young Jr., uh, David Bailey, uh, guys like that. Who who have you uh, contacted or, or been in contact with? Uh, kind of to maybe relate to a little bit and uh, bounce some bounce some words of wisdom off of.
3: I've talked to both of them quite a bit, and um, they've been super helpful with just tips here and there, and and things like that. Mike's been great. Mike's working for, with, uh, Red Recovery and, um, I talk to him almost, you know, every other day or so. And, um, David has been great too. I, anything I need or if I could ever, you know, shoot him a text or anything, he's right there to answer it. And he's been great. And, uh, there's a lot of cool people. And, uh, that's one thing about the injury. I've met a lot of cool people and done some cool things too as well. Um, but, uh, just starting, you know, for sure, absolutely.
1: Now, uh, and you're you're still within uh, w- one year of uh, of the injury, and uh, may- maybe your focus hasn't quite looked uh, looked too far in the future. But uh, do you foresee yourself uh, uh, pursuing a, a job within the industry or or something to do with the industry? Obviously, uh, as a professional, uh, most guys say that it's all you know. So, uh, um, is that kind of uh, the w- what you want to do with things? Like you're still a pretty young guy.
2: Um,
3: I don't know. Time will tell. I just, honestly, I've, I, that's a, ongoing thing all the time in the back of my mind. It's kind of stressful. And, uh, you know, for now, I just, I want to give this my all. I want to give it every bit I've got to focus on it and, and try to make something happen. And if I can't, like, at least I can look back and be like, man, I I tried everything. I didn't just give up and go start my job. You know, if I got people that are going to help me out and they want to help you know, donate and make it so where I can go do therapy and, and I can, you know, skip by, I'll, I'm going to do it and I'm going to hammer it out as long as I can. It's going to take a long time. It's not just going to happen, you know, within a year.
1: Absolutely. It's, uh, and if you've got a, a long road ahead. Um, as far as uh, progress and, uh, and kind of um, and making uh, making a progress with your personal recovery or your uh rehabilitation um where have you seen uh the the biggest struggles or what what seems to be uh your biggest hurdle on a daily basis
3: um i'd say just getting up every morning that's probably the toughest thing and uh just having to you know find the the strength to get up each day and just do it all over again it's just like shit when is it ever going to show me something like i mean i've little gains, you know, getting some more ab function, my back muscles, a little bit of movement in my feet, um, a little movement in my my right quad, uh, just small things, but they come and go. Like, I'll have, I don't know if anybody watched my Instagram, or checked out my Instagram, but I have a video on there of me flexing my leg, and I, I was able to do that for like six days straight on command, and then it just all of a sudden stopped, and it's been about a week and a half since it's even done it, where it's just like, gosh why can't it just stay there? Stay with my feet. They've been coming and going like where I can, I can move my toes some nights and then some days I just can't at all. And it's, it's so frustrating. Absolutely. Like in,
1: in your mind, you got to think that if a signal can make it all the way to my feet, there's got to be some connectors along the way that can, can get these things rolling. Um, I, I, I can't even imagine how frustrating that would be. Yeah. I mean,
3: it's, it's just mentally <laughs> it's mentally frustrating so bad and then i you know every time i go to therapy or i see somebody in a chair i always make a point to ask them questions about what they can do or what they've seen or what they've felt um you know if they have feeling i have i have really good feeling in my feet in my legs uh mainly my left leg not really so much my right but um i, I ask all them what what they feel or what they get back and a lot of them don't even have a close to what I have. And it's been 10 plus years for him or however long. And I'm just like, I need to keep going. I mean, my doctor, he had told me, um, he says, I think you have a shot at getting out of that chair, but it's going to take you at least two to three years and it's going to be hard. And I'm really? like, all right, well, there I go. If I have, you know, if the doctors tell me no hope at all, then, um, that was the first doctor. The first doctor didn't even tell me that when I was in New York, I couldn't stand that guy. Yeah. Hopefully one day I walk again and I can go go back and talk to him and you know tell him that you kind of deal. But then, you know, yeah, a yeah. real a real neurologist, a good neurologist, he's uh, uh works works with Red Bull uh closely and you know that's what he told me and I'm I'm holding on to it. So I'm going to just kind of keep going with that.
1: Well, there you go. Uh, a, a guy that I also had on the show who uh, was at one time uh, in a wheelchair from a, a motocross accident who's now, uh, uh, he, he walks, although uh, by, uh, bicycles on a, on a modified uh, bike, but uh, is Aaron Baker. Uh, have you been? Uh, have you contacted him at all or uh, um, worked with him at all? Because uh, I know he's done a ton of great work with, uh, with, with athletes that have had injuries in the past, and I think that would be right up your alley.
3: Uh no I haven't I've heard his name but I I've never spoke with him or or anything like that. Um,
1: okay, well I'll let that let's connect the two of you guys then.
3: Yeah, but hats hats off to him man. If anybody that's had any spinal cord damage, whether it's you know your lumbar or even up into your neck level in the you know cervical area, it's, if you if you're able to walk or anything after that, hats off to you. That's unbelievable.
1: Yeah, absolutely, and in fact, uh, I might even uh, uh, go as far as uh, sending you over to uh, the video or the film that he created, which was, uh, it was called, uh, I can't remember, it was, it was over a year ago, but uh, basically what he did is that uh, he still requires a walker at certain times, especially when really fatigued, and uh, he walked across Death Alley and, um, Completely unassisted, just with with like GoPro cameras, and that's it. And like Lee walked across the desert, um, basically on his on his own. He, he powered himself across it, and I, I thought that was super inspiring. Might be something that uh, that that you would uh, benefit from.
3: Yeah, I'd love to check it out. That'd be super cool. Hey, this is Zach Cummins from Phoenix Racing Co. You're listening to the Big MX Radio Show. We're doing a commercial. We'll be right back.
4: Justified Cultures is the kind of apparel from the moment you put it on makes you feel like it was made just for you. Quality, comfortable apparel designed for and inspired by the Live What You Love lifestyle. Woven throughout the moto, desert, skate, and surf culture of Justified is the desire to celebrate human achievement, to inspire and create a modern lifestyle brand reflecting today's generation. Zach Commons, Matty Jesse, Phoenix Racing Co., Dominique Daffey, Cody Matichuk, and John Short are just a few athletes who don Justified Cultures clothing. Passion needed a clothing line to speak to the way that it lived each day. So, we created Justified Cultures. Navigate justifiedcultures.com to easily view over 40 individual styles to help you make a statement every time you step outside. As presenting sponsor to Big MX Radio, lock in promo code BIGMX17 when checking out at JustifiedCultures.com to receive 30% off your Justified Cultures clothing. Express your lifestyle with Justified Cultures. Live what you love.
2: What's wrong, Jeff? I don't know, Jay. Well, you better fuel up with a nutritious breakfast with oats and bran.
3: Oats and bran? I didn't think there was such a That's what I used to think.
1: Now, I start out every morning with a bowl of Amigos for extreme kids like us. Man, but bikes, brand, brand. for, power, for
2: with that taste, These
1: That's what I call fueling for the big
2: ride. Hey kids, start out every
4: morning with a fat ball. Hey, this is Alex Ray. I don't know if why you're listening
3: to Brad's podcast, but I'll be back on soon.
4: Hey, this is Zach Cummins. All you hosers, quit listening to
3: Nickelback and jump on over to the Big MX Radio Show. Hey guys, this is Cade Clayson, and not only do
1: I blow uh, Alex Ray's doors off in the track, but I do it at K1 speed too. Hey everyone. Let's take a break and listen to some commercials quickly, then we'll be right back to the podcast.
2: Thanks for listening. WUSA is your one-stop shop for quality wheel sets in America. All of the best components built for the toughest conditions. Hit up WUSA.com, that's dot acom right now, and check out the custom wheel builder selection. Pick your rims, pick your hubs, pick your spokes, even pick your nipples and see what it's going to look like on your bike. On the website, you'll drool over components like XL and DID rims, Talon and Kite aluminum hubs, Galfer and Brembo brakes, and spokes that take a licking and keep on ticking. The same wheels that you buy are built by the same guys we're building wheels for. Ryan Dungey, Jeremy Martin, Lutheran, Chad Reed, and the entire Geico Honda team. And I kid you not, they are not told... Whose wheels are whose, they just build amazing product. And I want you guys in a set of W wheels. So do what I did and head to USA.com today. WUSA, all things wheels.
1: Hey, big MX fans. Thanks for listening to this podcast and hope you're enjoying it. I want you guys to head on over to TractionMX.com. Traction MX is the place to get your seat covers for any bike that you have, whether it be a Husqvarna, Kawasaki, Suzuki, Yamaha, KTM, you name it, these guys have a great seat cover for you. They're durable, they're flashy, they're eye-catching, and they're one of a kind. The reason why they're one of a kind is because you design your own. You pick the fabrics, you pick the ribs, you pick everything all the way down to the stitching uh, color that they use on the seat cover itself. Traction MX is your one stop shop to set your bike apart from the herd 110%. These seat covers start at just $69.95 American and, uh, the average turnaround is a one to two weeks. One to two weeks from now you could have a bike that's looking completely different than it does right now. So head on over to TractionMX.com, start shopping, start designing, and make something special
2: like for you today. Going viral with Viral Brand. Viral Brand is setting its sights on being one of the leading brands in the extreme sports market, from supercross to snowcross and snowboarding, and everything in between. Viral Brand is working hard to not only bring you premium products, quality eyewear, and killer style, but award winning support with every sport.
1: Head on over to theviralbrand.com and get tinted lenses clear lenses, 10-packet tear-offs, and goggle bag for only $59.99. Viral brand products are available in the U.S., Canada, and Australia, and used exclusively by the Barn Pros Racing MX Home Depot Yamaha team for the 2017 season. Go viral with the Viral brand. Uh, so let, let's talk a little bit of a Supercross, man. Your eyes are on it. You, you can't stop watching this stuff. Uh, I want to ask you uh, first about two things. We'll stay in the 250 class because that's uh, where you were uh, as, as a professional. Um, the, uh, the whole Joey Savace thing with uh, the, the cutting the track and his penalty and now uh, him, Jordan Smith, and uh, Zach Osborne all separated by one point heading into Vegas. Is that cool or what?
3: That is pretty cool. I thought the I mean people might say otherwise, but I think I think the call with Savaki was a little overkill. Um I think that was a little much. Somebody that's in the championship the way he is and it's not like he deliberately cut the track. He cr- he clearly crashed, he lost time. He picked up his bike. It's not like he gained any time. He also he actually lost the position right after that. And yeah. I just I thought it was a little harsh. I mean, maybe one position. I don't know because he didn't go back around. But I mean, it, I don't know. Other it, I, I really people might disagree. I just thought it was a little. I thought it was a little weird. I mean, especially with the points being so close. I think. I mean, maybe they wanted it to be even closer. You know, I I, just, I don't know. I think right now it's looking a little more in Osborne's favor. I hope uh, I hope Smith can get it done for the team and um, or even Savace too. I mean, either one. I mean.
1: Any of those guys deserve it,
3: whoever gets it, because they've fought for it hard.
1: Uh, like, uh, How much have you uh, like uh, gotten to know uh, Jordan Smith over the last year? The guy's uh, pretty new to the team, but he's been uh, East Coast pretty much full-time, including when he's been training. I, I'm sure you, you probably don't see the kids too often.
3: No, not very often. I know Jordan from amateur racing a little bit. and um, Yeah, we're not like super close or anything, but um, same as Savashi, I just knew him from amateur racing. I know we've never really talked uh, and the pro ranks and uh Yeah. Fair
1: enough. Uh so I like I think it's pretty cool. Coming into Vegas and I guess uh one of the things that uh kinda crosses my mind is uh that there's a couple of pretty fast guys on the on the west coast on two fifties who uh who might do uh pull pull their own version of a of a Marvin Moose can helping out um their uh, their teammate in Joey win that championship, uh, but uh, like, uh, do you think that something like that might might uh, transpire with uh, uh, both Forkner and um, and Hill pretty fast? Although Forkner's had some seriously some rookie rookie mistakes, but uh, uh, this the, his first Supercross season. But uh, do you think you might we might see something like that play out uh, in the in the last moto that uh, does count for points?
3: Um, I don't know. I could see I could see if anybody doing it, probably forkner um I could see Hill pretty much uh, just trying to win it honestly just to do it for himself yeah. um Fortner's probably gonna be you know the spoiler, I'd say, and um you know, we'll see, I don't know it's gonna be good i think I think it's just, I, I' just hoping for a good race, and I think it's gonna deliver
1: for sure. Are you, uh, are you going to be heading out to, uh, Las Vegas, or will you be watching that one from your couch?
3: No, I'm, uh, I'm heading out to Vegas Thursday, um, I have the, I have the Road to Recovery Golf Tournament on Friday, uh, actually, by the way, there's, there's 12 spots available, um, they're trying to fill them, so, I mean, they're, they're changing up the rates a little bit, I know they seem a little steep, but, um, it's for a good cause, and, you know, they can work some deals, whether it's, you know, two-person two, two person team, three-person, whatever, um, you know, leak it up if you want to contact Road to Recovery. Um, I think Lori's dealing with that. And um, I'm going to go watch the race. Um, and then either we'll see how the 450 race starts out or halfway through. If it's still looking pretty heated, then I'll stay. If not, then I'm going to pin it out of Vegas. And then uh, i got to be back in Orange County at 4 a.m. on Sunday morning um, for the Wings for Life World Run. You know, though it's uh, to help benefit spinal cord research and
1: you know all the money goes towards that well there you go you are one busy guy man the, uh, the the ain't no rest for the wicked that's really cool i'll definitely share both links on my personal social media which is uh brad gebhart 88 uh, for those who aren't already following me on there but uh, let's talk some 450s um obviously uh the championship we were hoping he was going to come down to the very last race. Uh, I guess it has, uh, like, barring some sort of miracle, Ryan Dungy's going to be able to, to sail this home. But uh, that's mu- that's uh, some part in thanks to uh, a last lap um, kind of uh, mix-up with uh, with Marvin Muskan, moving over for his teammate and uh, ensuring him an extra three points heading into uh, Las Vegas. I personally totally fine with it. That's why uh, That's why teams yeah. employ more than one rider. Uh, I'd love to get your take on it, my friend, because honestly, this is just racing.
3: Yeah. Yeah. People are taking it way, way too far, calling them cheaters and all this stuff. Okay. Put yourself into Ryan Dungey's position. Imagine if you were Ryan and you had somebody that was coming through clearly way better um, on certain days
0: like, like Eli has been
3: in like Eli had been um, the last couple of rounds, and a, a misfortune happening, in your teammate that is is in front of you, and he's riding really well, I mean, I, I think he's riding a little bit better than Ryan, and um, he's right in front of you, and you know, that's three points that he's given up for, you know, it could go to Kawasaki, or it can go to the same team, I mean, Marvin's probably still going to get the same bonus as winning the race, and Oh, for sure. Uh, yeah, and then, it's just I mean, uh, to me, it's it's a no-brainer. I mean, <laughs> it, just put yourself in Ryan's position and, you know, a misfortune like that, and then for him to go out and, you know, <clears throat> he was leading it. I'm sorry, I'm just getting a little lost here um, driving. It's all good. Uh, yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah, but um, uh, Marvin clearly was not in the points chase at all for the title. He's No, he's
1: like uh, 100 points down.
3: Yeah, so, I mean, it's kind of a no-brainer, I mean. It's, I mean, it's what I would expect my teammate to do for me if he was in front of me, you know? Just put, put yourself in there position sure. before, you, before you start, you know, going crazy on Instagram and stuff.
1: Well, I, I look at it this way. Like, earlier that day... Marvin can signed a contract to be there for, for another two years. And, like, for, the, for all intents and purposes, Ryan Dungy, uh, his last Supercross race will be this Sunday. Anyone in attendance will watch his last professional Supercross race. Uh, and then I think he'll sail off into the sunset. Um, but, uh, like, say he, like, Darth Marvin doesn't let him by, doesn't give him that three points, and uh, some, by, by some crazy turn of events, Ryan Villopoto, or Ryan Brian rather uh goes out and gets eleventh next weekend and uh this weekend coming up and uh, and and tomac wins um, and and ends up beating him by two points. well, that three points cost uh would have cost a Red Bull KTM, a championship, uh, Ryan Dungey, a championship and, uh, and all that. And like, you'd have like in in the back of everybody's mind for that next two years while, while Marv Moose cans around, they're like, Hey, there's that guy that uh, if he would have just pulled over like he was supposed to, we'd have an extra plaque up on the wall.
3: Yeah, like, exactly. You <laughs> just said it better. I mean, that's exactly how it is. I mean, um, yeah, you put it perfectly yeah it's to me i it just
1: makes sense and uh we've seen it before and whether it, it like uh in in two thousand or yeah two thousand five outdoors with uh, like all the p c guys ganging up on uh davy mil yeah yeah no, not Daniel uh Michael Lessy on the finish line, like, on the last moto, they were like they basically sandwiched him on the on the on the, the, the start, and then uh, like there, there's been team tactics, maybe not every single year, but uh, it, every few years we see i like, obvious uh, moving over or, uh, or uh, teammates ganging up on a particular athlete. That's why like that's why you have multiple athletes on your team, not specifically for team tactics, but so that uh, if one guy can't win the championship the other guys can and and, and uh you you help each other out in in instances like this maybe not the the first race of the year but certainly the last
3: yeah for sure i mean it's uh it, it's it is a team i mean it's not like it's football but it's still something
1: oh for sure and now, and now with uh and like obviously i, I basically hand this over to to, to dungey there will be a crown unfortunately <laughs> Uh, uh, for, uh, as far as Dungey's concerned, because um, with all the KTMs and Husqvarna's at the front of the pack there, uh, I, I just, there's, that's too many positions for, uh, for or too m- too many points for, for Eli to make up in one race, uh, barring some sort of a, a, either a broken chain or a, a, a a busted up wheel or something like that uh stranger things have happened but uh um my safe money is on ryan Denji to wrap this thing up with a pretty bow on saturday
3: night yeah i mean it's gonna probably be his last supercross i mean he deserves it i mean might as well but next couple of years Tomac's gonna be the guy to beat i think <laughs> yeah um uh speaking
1: of uh, of guys to beat um Right off the, the beginning of this year, it was it was Ken Roxon. Ken Roxon was one of the most uh, beloved athletes in this entire sport. He uh, he was a sharp dressed man walking into the the press conference at the beginning of the year, and and now after eleven surgeries. Um, Anyone who would do some extensive research into exactly what went on with uh, the the injury that Ken is dealing with uh, would know that uh, the the, it's not an automatic recovery for this guy. Like he's going to have uh, muscle issues with that arm. He's going to have joint problems with that elbow. Um, Like, what what have you kind of uh, have you heard anything, or what what do you kind of uh, like kind of? what do you forecast for a guy like Ken Roxon to come back? Do you expect him to make a full recovery and 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 be as lights out as he ever was? Do you think he comes back to ninety percent? What, what's your thoughts? I have I have no idea,
3: but I'd say if anybody can do it, Ken can do it. He just got to make it happen. <laughs> you know, he's gonna put his head down and you know grind it out. It's gonna be tough for sure.
1: Oh, I I, I seriously man, it, it's crazy to think uh the amount of surgeries that he's had and the recovery on that thing it just never seems to get uh exactly right but uh, i i hope for the sport's sake that he's back in 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 full full stride and uh 2000 and uh, 2018 can be in a phenomenal year honestly uh if i if if i was a betting man though i would i would expect to see him back uh outdoors of 2018 what 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 do you think um i'd say
3: that's, I mean, I have no clue, but I'd say that that might be just a little more realistic, but um, only time will tell and see how he's feeling and how he's recovering and and all that for sure well,
1: Jesse Nelson, it has been a honor to have you on the podcast i i reckon, i have noticed that on instagram you're about a thousand followers shy of two hundred thousand uh for anyone who isn't already following Jesse nelson13 on instagram please go do that and just push him over that edge to get uh, up to uh to 200k 200 yeah 200k um and uh, i really appreciate you giving me some time man we'll definitely call you up again if as long as you're uh you're willing to to put up with me again and we'll we'll talk some moto and uh just wish you the best in everything man um it's, it's been a long time coming for me to have you on the show and uh, i hope that uh we 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 uh we did right by you
3: yeah, for sure. Whenever uh whenever you want to have me on, I'm open for it. Um and uh, thanks for having me on. I appreciate it. It's been been great.
1: Awesome, man. We'll plug those lot li- those those two events that you're uh that you've got going on on the the Friday the golf tournament and then uh the Sunday and uh we'll let we'll let you get out of here.
3: Yeah. So like I said, uh Friday is uh the golf tournament um, put on by Road Recovery, they're looking for some more participants and, um, you know, people to make donations and, and whatever you can. I mean, greatly greatly appreciated. Come out, hang out. I'm going to be there,
0: probably cruising around in a golf cart
3: or rolling around somewhere. And then uh, Friday night is, um, gosh, what is the name of that place? Uh, Carter Motorsports, I believe, in Vegas. Um, I'll be there for the signing. And, um okay. That'll be Friday night, and then I'll be at Supercross all day Saturday, and then
0: Saturday night, I got
3: to pin it back to Orange County, um, going to do the Wings for Life run in Orange County. Uh, I posted it on my Instagram, too, if you guys want to check that out, and, um, you know, it's just to help benefit uh, Spinal Cord Research, and and uh, 100% of the proceeds go to that. Check it out.
1: Perfect. And uh, and and for those who might see you this weekend, don't be like me, don't be shy, don't Don't uh, shy away from talking to Jesse Nelson in person out there in in Vegas this weekend. Go up, talk to him, and uh, and wish him all the best. And uh, I really appreciate the time, my friend. Don't
0: hang up just yet. But for podcast sake, we'll cut it off right there.
4: All right, thank you.